Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Tech Talk with Tej. Today we're talking cars. It's a lot of alliteration, those hard T's. Hopefully the mic can process that well and it doesn't just show up as like an air puff when you're listening to this. Ah, uh, I guess we'll find out in editing, but I, I don't know how to fix that yet because I'm not like an audio mixer, like professional grade. So... I normally just leave it in there and embrace it, um, but we got a lot of news. This kind of was becoming a bigger deal earlier this year. It's been updated quite a bit, so I kind of put it off. Um, it seems to have stagnated a bit, but um, considering the state of the current news, we will definitely this episode will probably be outdated in a few weeks. So. There are two American charging systems. Uh, Europe is different. I think uh, like Japan, Asia too, like China and Japan and Korea are, have their own different charging systems. But I'm based in the United States, so I will only be talking about United States systems. Also, the EU tends to be better with things like uh, cross-compatibility and integration, like the whole USB-C thing. Uh so we have CCS, which stands for Combined Charging System, and NACS, which stands for North American Charging System. Or is it Charging Standard? I'm pretty sure it's... Uh, yeah, North American Charging Standard. Even though it's not a standard, it's not been a standard for a long time. Um, and it's the Tesla Charging uh, network or standard. It's also called SAE or like SAA J3400, but I don't think anyone uses that name. So NACS and yeah. So CCS, so NACS has just been the Tesla port. I think everyone knows what that looks like. Yeah. It's much, it's, it's much smaller. It's much sleeker. Tesla's able to design it into the rear left end corner of the vehicle and you know it goes in well it fits in the slot like a charger should and yeah that's a tesla charger for you and uh, ccs is everything else so all the electric all the both electrics and hybrid um of other cars porsche nissan um uh, why am I blanking? Honda, Toyota. I don't know if Toyota's done EV yet. Kia has, Hyundai has, uh, Mercedes, the EQS, yeah. Everything else that is an American made car or not, Amer or manufactured to be sold in America, and probably Canada too, actually. This probably includes Canada. Uh, don't quote me on that. But in the United States is CCS. So there's always been this battle between the two. Um, NACS has always just been superior since it's been built up more. It's controlled by one company. There's more stability. There's more reliability in the software. There's better integration. Uh, the cable is inherently better, being less chunky and sleeker. Um, yeah, it's just it's just a better system. 
I do think specs-wise, CCS does have the advantage, though. It can deliver a larger output, and um, it can charge fast. Like, uh, when it came to the massive charging upgrades that came to uh, the electric systems, like from two, uh, from 250 kilowatt hours to 350 kilowatt hours, I believe it was CCS first. And I think uh, Tesla do, does it too. Uh, so, yeah. So I think um, NACS is just kind of better. Um, uh, I think there's also other things like uh, DC, a AC versus DC, all that, because uh, charging a car is difficult. Um, so, where am I going? Uh, integration, essentially. Now, NACS is no longer going to be exclusive to Tesla. I mean, Tesla has sort of made this announcement for a long time that like any car manufacturer can adopt NACS. There's probably some contracting issues, like the cut Tesla wanted uh, was probably too much uh, for the other companies. Uh, yeah. So that's that. Uh, why am I blanking? I'm trying to look at my notes here, but uh, my notes are formatted ugly. Uh, so, yeah. Pretty much. Uh, oh, where am I going? Uh, what am I looking at here? Okay, there it is. That's why. Uh, that's bad. I had this up right before I started recording. But for some reason, it decided to not work on me. So yeah, um, CCS, spec-wise, is pretty good. It can charge up to... Some chargers can go up to 350 kilowatt hours. And that's about 75 miles in 30 minutes, depending on your car. Um... And some, some reports say up to 80%. Again, that's subjective to the car. I think that's just marketing. Tesla does not have that yet. They're coming out with a V4 charger. And that's only limited to 250 kilowatt hours. So spec-wise, CCS is numbers better. But we all know NACS is everywhere it's kind of across the united states it's just more accessible and uh aesthetically more pleasing too i'd say but yeah so it first started with ford uh announcing they would bring nacs to their vehicles in 2025 uh and they will be able to connect, uh, what's it? Yeah, they'll be able to connect directly now with the native uh, NACS port on the vehicle rather than using the CCS adapter to an NACS um, car. So that's how it previously worked in either a Tesla or a CCS car. You, you could get an adapter um, but that was much slower. You had to bring that around. 
the accessibility is not the same so yeah uh, this is much better so it started with Ford 2025 their vehicles will get it so the Mach-E Mustang um, Mustang no Mach-E um, what am I saying and uh, F-150 Lightning are the two makes I think yeah, 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 the Ford Mustang Mach-E, what I'm, uh, I was blanking on the name. And the Lightning are the two main EV makes of Ford. I'm sure Ford has other EV, uh, what's it, titles, but uh, I do not know. Apparently a van, I don't know. Uh, I'm just Googling it now, but I don't care. Uh, enough about Ford cars to um, bother looking it up. But Ford is a big company in the U.S., so what they're doing is good, pushing this. And then so they were sort of the first. There was another like startup that was the first, but they haven't made a vehicle yet, so I don't count that because... The EV market's weird. You see a lot of startups and like just Instagram ads for EVs, but they're never going to exist. Uh, so then we got another bunch of car makers hopping on the same bandwagon train, but it's actually a good bandwagon train. Acura, GM, Honda, Mercedes, Nissan, Rivian, and Volvo, including Polestar. Um, so yeah, they will all be selling NACS uh, uh, port-based cars starting in 2025. Like from factory, they'll have uh, NACS native ports. Um, so yeah, um, it's about like 75% of companies that make EVs have committed to the NACS standard. I stole that off of the Wikipedia page, so credit to whoever wrote that. I'm not, um, yeah, I'm not gonna plagiarize that. So yeah, that's very good, 75%. Incredible, but that's just car manufacturers. A lot of EV charging station providers are now also saying they will start engineering NACS charging as a part of their charging boots so uh what's it electrify america has said that charge point i think those are the two main ones um uh chatamo thing is not no what am i saying chatamo something different um yeah the main ones in america are electrify america and charge point there's some international stuff too but again I don't care about that um, but yeah um, where am I going with this yes why do I keep losing my train of thought I have notes pulled up in front of me and I'm so caught up on reading them I'm forgetting to actually speak which, I mean, the, the advantage to the notes is that I don't have to be thinking and I can just read what I want to say. But point is, big collaboration. I don't know how it's going to work contractually between the companies. It's probably going to be 
Tesla gets all the money from charging. And um, this is just speculation because after all it is Tesla's charging network. If like a Ford Mach-E pulls up into a Tesla supercharger, Tesla is going to get that money. And uh, other EVs will be sold more in terms of units because now they're more reliable. Because one of the downsides of a non-Tesla EV was not having the NACS uh, network that um, one of my one Tesla had. Uh, oh no! I just had my mic and an incorrect setting. Okay, well, this episode might sound bad. I just realized that. Uh-oh. I'm not re-recording this. It's already 13 minutes, and I think I said what I wanted to say. Terribly. Absolutely terribly. These notes somehow messed me up, even though their purpose was to help me. But yeah. A lot of collaborations from both charging networks and uh, autom- automotive manufacturers. So, very good. 2025, I think, is going to be a great year for EVs. And hopefully we get some new, really cool models. Um, And the other things, like the more, the new companies that are EV exclusive, like Rivian and Lucid, will also start being able to sell more units. And they'll be more reliable too, because Lucid's are nice cars. I've stepped in one. Uh, I'm not a fan of the infotainment system, but that's like any vehicle, except any except something with Android Auto or Apple CarPlay, but that's not even using the infotainment system. That's just using the OS of the phone, which is far superior. And Tesla, of course, because Tesla has developed their software so well. And that's what they're known for, software, not hardware. So now these cars with better hardware, better builds, like a Mercedes EQS, um, now having the, the engineering of Mercedes and the build of this German car um, and having the reliability of Tesla's NACS, like that car in America is just, it's going to be a power symbol because... It's also expensive, so it's like owning a sports car, but it's in or a luxury car because Mercedes is luxury, um, and it's EV, so it's a luxury. It's EV reliable, like practical, like it, it's it's everything. If you can afford it, yeah, I mean, I would recommend that to most. If someone's looking for a luxury EV, I would probably send that send over send them over to the. EQS. Uh, but we'll also see what happens with supercars because Rimac is a company that's making absolutely incredible supercars that are EVs and they're just insane. Um, unfortunately, they're quite limited. They're very exclusive and very expensive. So whatever our current like well-known sports car, car companies are manufacturing Ferrari, Lamborghini, McLaren, um, Lotus. What else? 
the, the Italian car, I don't know, Ford GT maybe. Um, the Dodge Challenger and Charger, but um, I know these are all uh, all over the place, very different tiers. But the, these are all Corvettes, even. These are all meant to be like sports esque cars to have that speed, to have that engine throttle. Um, and now we can push EV versions of that, and we know that supercars can be made extremely well and even better than gas-based vehicles uh, as EVs. So, yeah. The only thing is the fun and the noise, but I feel like with sort of the high-tech direction EVs are taking, um, they'll probably be able to edit the noise in or something, like make some like audio speaker thing. I mean, like the Porsche Taycan, too. Oh, yeah, the Taycan's another one which will benefit from this because the Taycan had a lot of controversy. Or not controversy, but faced a lot of issues being a very expensive, very, uh, desirable EV luxury sports-esque car. Cause, and barely being able to travel because its mileage is already on the lower end of EVs. And it didn't have it, it used CCS ports so it didn't have that reliable charging network so yeah um well, what was I saying about Taycan earlier I don't know oh, oh yeah the Taycan uh, when you accelerate in it it makes a very nice noise that like I don't know how it does it I think it like filters the air like because of the aerodynamic build of the car. You know what? I'm just saying stuff. I'm just... I could be talking in Arabic right now, and it'd probably be more coherent than what I was just saying, like, 10 seconds ago. So, so yeah. That's, that's it. That's all I have to offer regarding this subject. This is much longer. Oh, I thought I could knock this out in 15 minutes if it weren't for these notes and my inability to speak. But I don't want to hold you guys any longer, so peace out. I'll catch you on the next one. Uh, goodbye.